Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Come to you from underneath a peach blossom. It's time for an episode of Be Awesome. Find positivity throughout your life and work. Just like our mascot rooster, Steve the Jerk. Hello and good afternoon, Be Awesome listeners, followers, and those live viewers that are on here with us today. This is episode 102, Lucky 102. And uh, I am excited to welcome and honored, as always, for all my guests. First of all, thank you, Will, for joining us. I'm going to give a little introduction, but thank you for making some time here today to talk about some important topics. Um, my my guest today, I met uh, very much like a lot of my guests and friends over the last couple of years. I met them through a previous podcast guest. And uh, Will Schneider is in New York City, and he's uh, he's a yoga, meditation, and mindfulness expert, and we're going to dig right into that. But I met him through John McCaskill. John McCaskill being the U.S. Navy SEAL uh, commander, retired, uh, that came on the podcast about mindfulness. Will and John, I'm going to, I want to find out how they actually got together because I haven't heard that story. I don't know. <laughs> but these two guys found each other. Uh, they started a podcast called Men Talking Mindfulness, raw, uncut, uncut and unapologetic. And uh, it has become in the top 2% of podcasts, I think, of all 3.6 million in a very short amount of time. And they're doing something, I think, really cool. And I think Will's doing something really cool, amazing and important, which is helping uh, helping men today with mental health issues and uh, and doing some some really cool stuff. So uh, I sent Will a note last week and said, hey, man, when can you come on? And he said, 4.30 next Thursday. And I said, done. Write it down, Charlie Brown. Here we are. And so, uh, Will Schneider, welcome to the Be Awesome podcast, my friend. Hey Joshua, it's great to be here, and uh, and I'm feeling awesome today, especially especially hanging out with you, man. It's a uh, you know it's nice. We've, we've we've talked on the phone a couple of times, and it's nice to you know I I can't wait till we hang out and have like a cup of coffee or a beer or something in person. But yeah. it's great to see your face and 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 uh, and have this discussion today. So I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so much. I think you and John for a while were competing as to who could wear be awesome shirts. <laughs> more on on episodes of podcasts and and where in the world are you like everywhere i looked i'm like these guys are wearing my shirts more than i am i love it so uh you know i had to send you more at christmas time because i felt bad you were wearing the original ones out so um no appreciate appreciate the, the support and more importantly the friendship even though we haven't this is one of those cool things about covid right we don't talk about the cool things of covid but there are two things that are really cool about covid and i shared one of them with you which is uh, men's yoga pants, which I'm wearing right now, which are which are, which are amazing. Uh, I wanted to see, I wanted to see what all the hubbub was about with all the women talking about their yoga pants. Men's yoga pants for those watching, they're completely okay. different. If you can see it, they're baggy. They're like MC Hammer pants. Oh yeah, you got the they called they're called harem pants. Harem yeah. pants. Yeah. Harem pants. Yeah, yeah you yeah. thought I had the tight ones. I you you looked. Oh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I was yeah, like, yeah. what's he doing over yeah. there? <laughs> so COVID COVID brought two great things to me. <laughs> men's yoga pants harem pants and they brought me people like you that are not next door to me that are hundreds of miles away mm -hmm. that we could build a bond and a relationship that you would think that we were friends for 30 years and yeah. uh, and that's that's pretty cool so 
Um, but I know a little bit about you. So I'm going to learn a lot about you with my audience here today. So who are, who's Will Schneider? How did you get to where you're, you're at today? And, and some of the decisions that you've made and, and how you're helping to make it a difference. That's a big loaded question. So I'm going to sit back and grab the popcorn and let you kind of oh, give, give a little, give a little rundown. Yeah. Uh, I almost <laughs> want, I mean, I almost want to kind of reverse engineer it, but I don't know if that would go for it. I mean, or, or kind of work. Okay. How about this? Like there was a, grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania, like 30,000 people, maybe, uh, the, you know, the coal mining regions of like the Poconos is where I grew up. Um, parents are stay with, still with me. Thankfully they've been married like 55 years. And also not just like, you know, and I have two brothers, um, I'm the middle kid and I have, um, you know, the large extended family, um, back in Pennsylvania that, you know, I'm, I'm so we connect, talk about connection. We connect every year, uh, at a reunion that's been going on for 75 straight years in the same place every year for 75 years. My grandfather started it. My dad took it over. And now me and my brothers and my other relatives have, you know, have been, have been passed the torch and uh, the last two, the last two years ago. And uh, now we're moving forward with the reunion, you know, as, as we see fit. So, uh, yes, I have a lot. I come from a lot of family. Um, Kate did a lot of sports as a kid, played basketball in college, got a degree in biology, um, you know, and with so much, I guess, family influence, male influence in my life, you know, I just, I was never, you know, and a lot of my family, uh, you know, a lot of professionals, like a lot of teachers in my family, my dad's teacher, my older brother's a teacher right now. And a lot of my other relatives are teachers. And, um, you know, and we, we all, we had, you know, a good life growing up, you know, as far as we camped a lot, hiked a lot, um, you know, did a lot of outdoor stuff, which, which, you know, I was always outdoors as a kid. I mean, thankfully I didn't have any technology when I was a kid, like cell phones and shit. I was always like jumping fences, climbing trees, you know, trying to, when I got older, like blowing stuff up and burning stuff, you know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like we need to as, as, as young adolescents, you know? Yep. Um, and then, you know, I, I was always interested in science and got a degree in biology because I just love how the world is put together and how amazing it is. So I thought it'd be, it'd be good to study what, how, like some of that, um, you know, and I got out of school, um, and, you know, I got a job uh, at, at a pharmaceutical company with uh, what is now GlaxoSmithKline and worked there for six years. Um, but about four years into that job, um, I had like kind of a big awakening um, through heartbreak. I, you know, I was, was kind of looking for that one missing piece to the story and the narrative and the puzzle that I've been kind of putting the pieces together. You know, basically, this is like when I was 27. So up until this moment, like... I was just kind of living the the prescription, the narrative, the story that my family was always living, you know, just, yep. you know, work for, you know, 30 years, whatever, retire, and then you can start enjoying your life, um, you know, and, and, you know, no fault to other people that want to do that or that, or that are in that, um, in, in that place right now. Um, but after I had this heartbreak um, for, you know, it was my first time I fell in love. Um, this, this amazing woman who actually lived in New York city. So it was the first time, you know, I fell in love and I, and I got to see the city and I mean, I fell in love with both of them, you know, <laughs> cause the city is, yeah. I've been in, in New York city for 19 years now. And, uh, um, and, and after this heartbreak, I try to go back to my life and none of it made sense. It, mm -hmm. it just, I, I, I understood that 
you know, so what I ended up doing, like to kind of fill this hole, I was like really lost and very devastated. And, um, and in order to put the pieces back together, I, I actually, I actually picked up a book called the artist way, um, by Julia Cameron. And, and this book literally changed my life. Um, it's not just a book you read and, you know, uh, chapter to chapter and then put it down and pick it up a little bit later. It's actually a workbook and it's 12 weeks in which it's all about under, uh, uh discovering and uncovering and, understanding how you can live a creative life, whatever that creativity looks like. And um, I through you know, but also to exercise and kind of get to kind of break down what like uh, you know, the, the narrative and deconstruct the narrative that you're in um, and then begin to rewrite your new story. Uh, part of that is like journaling. So I would be journaling like, you know, I was journaling every day for like they say, you know, Julia recommends three pages, stream of thoughts. So you're not even really thinking, just stream of thought. Like, you know, you sometimes I would write, I don't know what to write because I didn't know what to write. Or I would just be like really angry or pissed off, especially in early on because this, this book came to me about a couple of weeks after like this breakup and and this devastation kind of shattered, you know, the life that I thought I or were who I was and, and the life that I was living. Um, who you thought you wanted to be. Who I thought I wanted to be, right, which was not who I am, you know, or not mm -hmm. who I was. Uh, and, you know, and that through these pages, I, I decided to start living a creative life. Um, and I've always been a physical guy and I've loved being on my feet. So, um, I started acting and, uh, I started, I was in Philadelphia at this time, started taking classes there and, uh, and then moved to New York with this dream of, of, you know, just, just doing what I could in order to, to, to be in theater like theater is just an amazing amazing experience you know it's it's i've learned so much about what it takes to be vulnerable to be authentic what it takes to go on the inside and um you know to 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 live through the character to to be in the moment um uh, and to and also to un understand and access greater creativity so this was my early this is and also to speak you know to to project you know to to, mm -hmm. to use my voice you know, the journaling really helped me to just kind of organize my mind in a lot of ways. And, um, and for 10 years until like 2011. So I really was after the, the dot com bust in 2008 or no, sorry, the financial the um, recession. Yeah. yeah, the recession from the mortgage crisis. Uh, it just it really shifted the industry uh, that I was actually making a lot of headway at that time. I had an agent, I was getting seen on law and order and I was like, Oh shit, like this is really happening. Like my big breaks come, big breaks coming. And, uh, and then all the men, all the people, you know, and the actors that were in, you know, uh, the film world, all that money was gone. So they all shifted down to television, which was still running, but you know, limited budgets and stuff. And I was just could not get seen, slugged it out for another year and a half or so. Uh, and I was like, I just can't, I, I can't sustain this lifestyle. Like I just, I need to build something. And at that time, um, or just before that, this whole, this bust to the market, I started, um, meditating and I started meditating for the sake of being more present and being more calm so I can be more like, you know, powerful on stage or on camera. And, but also just to kind of calm the fuck down, you know? Cause it's, yep. it's very intense and, but also to go on the inside and understand on a deeper level who I am. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I started practicing yoga around that time, uh, just as another, cause I was always like, I was, I was really, I was a really strong athlete, very capable athlete. 
and I was still going to the gym when I first moved to New York in 2003. Um, and I just didn't like pumping iron anymore, you know, or just running on the treadmill or running outside and, um, and yoga, you know, starting to get a little bit bigger in 2007, eight. And I just started practicing and I was like, I'm just a puddle of sweat, you yeah. know, in my, in my harem pants, just, <laughs> I, was, yeah. I wasn't wearing uh, like on my mask, like what the hell just happened? But also at the same time, I just, I felt stronger in a deeper level in my body, but I started to find my breath. I was able to access more presence because of, you know, the way the, the system yoga is designed. I ended up uh, enjoying it so much. I got certified in 2009. Um, and then from that certification, I just started teaching right away. Uh, and, you know, and one thing I, you know, my, my family and, and my dad and everyone being teachers, like, I'm not going to be a teacher. I'm not going to be a teacher because I want to be my own man. Like I moved to New York in order to be my own person and understand who I am in this world, especially in a city that doesn't sleep. Um, and it has like eight and a half million people here. And I, but the one, there was a moment, I think it was in February in 2011 and I was already teaching a couple years and, and I was also actually, I, I was fortunate to, to start teaching at a film school, um, to helping their students understand like, you know, the very, this, the fundamentals of, uh, of like on camera acting and stuff like that. Um, and I really started to enjoy teaching. I mean, just to, to help students, you know, pursue their passion. And, um, uh, and then I started teaching yoga and it was like a whole different experience because, you know, I'm, I'm working and helping people to to get understand their body and their breath in a deeper way. But, you know, the practice just in one hour can be extremely transformative in the sense of like the clarity that you receive because of all the stress that you're releasing from, you know, moving through this practice. Um, and, uh, you know, and then I just embraced myself as a teacher and, and everything started to fall into place at that point. Like everything started to to really begin to make sense again. Mm -hmm. um, and. And then I just couldn't, I couldn't stop like the acceptance, you know, like it's, it's, uh, you know, Julia Cameron in her book, you know, that really helped me continually move and take steps forward. See that New York city, right? That's one of the cops. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. Um, so, uh, she's always talk about synchronicity and when you step into that place of, of, of passion and purpose, doors start to open like you know Gertie even talks about this it's like strange forces that you never thought were, were even possible or even there were right there waiting to kind of for you to open that door and there they are kind of you know pulling you forward deeper in on your path uh and i begin to to feel more of that um and i started to teach it different places and i was i was um you know just because of who i am as a man and a tall dude and, and a straight guy uh, here in the city with, with, you know, and a bunch of like, a lot of the teachers were female or gay or, uh, which is like, you know, Hey, I mean, that, that's just the way the, the industry was at that time and still very much is. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I'm just, you know, so here's a guy, a tall guy, you know, a straight guy, uh, you know, kind of a bigger guy, like, you know, I have big shoulders yep. and I'm strong and there, and, and it just, it just really started to take on a life of its own. And, mm -hmm. Uh, my classes keep getting more full and people love what I was teaching and how I was teaching. And, um, and, uh, and, and, 
And then I started to move into, I enjoyed teaching yoga, but I didn't want to be labeled as like a yogi or like, that's all I do. Um, and I wanted I had a, a vision in 2010 to start taking these practices off uh, the yoga mat and bringing them into different companies and different people's lives in a way that isn't as intimidating as it can be for a lot of people to, you know, put their body onto a yoga mat. Um, so I started working with different companies um, and that really started to flourish and, and started giving talks about mindfulness and demystifying mindfulness and yoga world. And, and I just really enjoyed it because it's, you know, I was speaking from a place of passion um, you know, even now, like people are, you know, a lot of the population, you know, in the, in, in the United States understands or hears the term mindfulness, doesn't exactly know what it is. Um, mm -hmm. and I enjoy really, I enjoy explaining it, um, and explaining how it works and then, and then, and then, you know, get practical and pragmatic, uh, and helping people to practice. And, and it's amazing the, the, epiphanies and the inspiration and the encouragement that they begin to feel by just taking a couple breaths, by just dropping into a meditation, by doing some simple, easy movements, you know, um, you know, that are, that would be considered yoga postures. Um, and then it, uh, and then, you know, it's different working in a corporate setting, especially when they're like paying you and, and you're responsible. This first, one of the first groups, I mean, I was working in different places, but, um, you know, just kind of maybe doing a, a couple weeks here and there. And then I ended up getting like a contract for like 16 weeks with this public relations company here in the city. And it was like 25, um, you know, students or, or members of this team. And, and I walked into an entire program that I designed and it really took a lot of work in order to like, okay, where are they? How do I communicate this to them? How do I make it pragmatic as well? And how do we practice? And, um, and it was just a, such a great challenge that, it really helped me to clarify the messaging and how to teach it most effectively and, you know, and understanding meeting people where they're at, you know, and not judging them for where they're not, that kind of stuff. And, uh, and then I just kept working in this mindfulness space and pandemic hit. And then it was just this, you know, I got a massive influx of, of us teaching classes, yoga classes virtually. I was doing meditation and breath work online um, I started helping right away a lot of companies dealing with this massive transition to being at home and online and working remotely. Um, and, uh, and at this time, like it was like June of 2019 is when I met John, um, who is the co-host of Men Talking Mindfulness with the pot, you know, which you talk about, you talked about at the top of the show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, John and I met uh, just through uh, a contact that, um, I had met on an all men's retreat in Bermuda in 2015 is Scott Tucker. Like he's been on our show. He's, he's such a great dude. And if you don't know him, Joshua, like this is a guy and he's, he's a veteran as well. West Point graduate, you know, he's been helping veterans for years, understand and maximize their money and understand their benefits coming out of the military. And, and he, he couldn't be a kinder guy. He's fucking great. He's such a great dude. Like just a great, really, really great guy with a lot of compassion to help other people. And, and, you know, after this all men's retreat that I was asked to teach on and also be a student of, um, uh, I just saw the need, you know, I just, there was such a need for men to, to be with other men and to, and to practice together. Uh, and this is all set up this retreat by a bunch of life coaches and stuff. And I was, and another teacher friend of mine, male teacher friend of mine, we're doing, um, 
teaching yoga and meditation on this retreat uh, and mindfulness. And then we, you know, I, and then fast forward to like 2019, where I still maintained a, a, you know, friendship and I still have to this day with Scott. And then he heard, you know, a Navy SEAL is going to start teaching mindfulness. And then yep. he's like, hey, you got to talk to, you got to talk to Will uh, or you got to talk to John. And he set us up on LinkedIn and yep. John and I started talking, you know, like every month, um, you know, just 30 minutes talking about mindfulness, talking about books or reading and kind of encouraging and inspiring each other. And we lost track of that monthly call, you know, during early COVID. Um, and, uh, and then John saw, saw me on Instagram, like start dropping in and, and doing all these live classes to help, you know, help the public, you know, with meditation and breathing and yoga. And, and he was like, why don't we do something live together? Um, yep. and in that moment, um, I was like, yeah, I'd love to do something live on Instagram. And, uh, and like, let's, let's, he goes, what are we going to call it? And I was like, I thought for a second, I was like, let's call it men talking mindfulness. And, um, and here we are, uh, yep. where we're down, uh, we have over a hundred episodes now. I think actually we might be recording our hundredth episode, um, this Friday. We have like a New York times bestseller coming on this, this Friday, uh, James, uh, James Doty into the magic shop. He wrote uh, neurosurgeon, mm -hmm. um, great, great, great book. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, uh, and you know, and here we are, um, with, uh, you know, I mean, 70, like 75,000 downloads of our pro of our show so far, you know, we get comments all the time from people, you know, how it's helped their, their, our episodes have helped them, you know, in their relationships and their lives, understand a deeper part of themselves. And, you know, and, and I'm still living in New York. I moved into manifested this place I live in now. Um, and, uh, it's been fun and and now i'm like taking all this time taking all the time i've taken and i like and i guess i should say i'm I just haven't been a teacher like i i really think of myself as a student first of this work and mm -hmm. you know i meditate every day i just finished at the end of may my third you know silent medit vipassana meditation retreat which is like 10 days of 100 hours of meditation and complete silence and it was um yeah. And I have my daily yoga practice. I have um, private students I work with here in the city in person or virtually and other people that I work with online and um, or, or in person. And, you know, I teach a couple classes here in the city and I have like outdoor classes that I teach for yoga. And yeah, I saw a picture been, somewhere. Fun. I saw a yeah. picture somewhere with you in a park with a bunch of people doing yoga. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, New York City, you know, there is like people are looking at like 90 percent of the yoga studios closed in New York when the pandemic hit. And, and still yeah. they haven't opened like there might be there was like almost 300 studios in New York City at the height of, you know, just before the pandemic hit. And then most of them were gone within a couple months or less. Uh, yeah. And people are looking to do yoga. And, I, you know, I've I've uh, grew a, a significant following of students that like what I do and like what I teach. And I have a bunch of emails and, you know, I can get, you know, 10, 15, 20 students outdoors practicing yoga. And I'm going to start yep. my Sunday class at 11 a.m. on this Sunday. So well, in the fall, yep. Yeah, you hit you hit a couple of really uh, interesting personal pieces to me um, when you were sharing your story. And thank you. I didn't know um, 90 percent of that. And and um, now that I knew that you you grew up in the Poconos, I can ask you which hotels still have the champagne glass hot tubs. Uh, oh yeah, I, I went to one to of those. For <laughs> 
honeymoon <laughs> hotspot. Yeah, um, yeah. But but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, you know, I always try to picture people that I that I meet that I don't get the backstory, right? Yeah. Because it, you meet someone, you're not like, well, tell me, tell me where you grew up, tell me how many you know relatives you have, tell me what your parents did, tell me. You kind of learn that as you go along, and this podcast allows me with a lot of times to learn a ton about people that that I that I know, but I really don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, and when I thought about your backstory, that was none of it. Wait, <laughs> like, do you think I was from I California? Just, people just, usually I think I'm from figured, California. <laughs> I just figured I, I just figured you were just this laid back, like you just come across to me as someone that has just been very level, very laid back. And this was this was your calling. Like I didn't picture oh. you going through the same triggers that I went through, which was you know feeling like you had to be something because what other people either made you envision what you were supposed to be or what mm-hmm. you believed you were supposed to be based on upbringing and other things. I just I just didn't I didn't see that, and that uh, yeah. that's pretty powerful. Mm. Um, but I, I listen to you, and I sit here, and we talk. You said something about you know, being a, a straight male in, in a, in a mm. predominantly female or, or gay and, and mm. female um, place. And, and being a male <laughs> doing yoga and getting vulnerable, it's tough. And I'll tell you from personal home experience, uh, because right above me is my fiance doing part of her uh, yoga certification right now, which she does awesome. every day. The mm. Vinyasa Institute, I think it's called in Austin. They right. opened up. They opened up their 500-hour um, certification once uh, because of COVID online. So she's been doing that. Excellent. Um, and she's amazing and unbelievable. And I'm her guinea pig. Yeah. Um, that she'll test me out on every once in a while. And it's 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 not just because she's my fiance. It's because I, I'm stink at it. I'm not flexible. It's it's difficult. Like right. you can't pick up a barbell with with big weights on it. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. That's I get that can't pick yourself up, pick yourself up and put your feet up against a wall and sit there for two seconds. You feel pretty bad about yourself really quick, right? You're using yeah. your body weight and, you know, other different things to get comfortable. It's mm-hmm. really tough for people to, to, uh, to, to embrace that and understand that. And I think that um, that's a great thing that you're doing because you're helping you being at the front of the line is making yeah. it so that you've been there. You can say, Hey, I've, I've been where you were at. I couldn't put my feet up over, you know, over my right. head and stand up against a wall and do all this other crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, mm. And, and uh, you know, the mindfulness, um, my therapist turned me to th- mindfulness. When you're talking about, um, you know, helping companies and things. Like, I think his name was Michael Carroll, Awake at Work. Okay. You read that? Yeah. No, I haven't. He's, uh, he was a mindfulness practitioner. I believe his story was that he... Um, I can't remember what the story was exactly, but he he went and learned about uh, mindfulness, and and I think he went to some place and, and d- disappeared for a while and came back, and he mm. he basically tried to get people to he's got uh, retreats that he does, but basically share what mindfulness is and the and the importance of stepping away and understanding when things get overwhelming and the importance of breathing. It's kind of yeah. like every every keynote I do, I I I test test the audience. I go, how many of you breathe? Yeah, everybody, right. thinks it, everybody everybody thinks it's a trick question. We mm. all breathe, but we all don't know we breathe. And right. I'm I'm definitely not uh, not that great at it. And and the last thing that I want to touch on, which is where I'm going to go with you on this, because I really want to dig into um, one 
your your position because I asked you before we started, you know, do you consider yourself a yogi? And you said, no, I emotionally, I help emotionally regulate people, which I want to get into that. Um, yeah, yeah, but sure. The the specific work you do with with men in particular, and and this this the timing of life and how stories happen, is is nothing short of amazing. I just think that the, the touch points for my life are so in tune, whether I realize it or not. Um, I met Mark Resnick for an hour, previous podcast guest, um, author of a book that's around here somewhere. Um, 10 days with dad, but his dad had Alzheimer's. He's part of the build your life resume, um, program that Jesse Itzer puts on that I'm a member of. Um, and on the podcast episode, we talked about how I want to write a book and he's like, I'm going to be your accountability coach. Um, we're going to get your book written because it's way overdue and people need to hear your story. And so I met him for an hour today at Panera Bread that turned into four hours. Oh, wow. And, nice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were on like hour, like two and a half and, and he's got 10 pages of notes. And I'm like, and we're just, a, we just got up to third grade. I'm just learning how to ride a bike, you know, the storytelling and the, and the yeah. ideas and the thought process and everything. And, and we got towards the end and he said, do you meditate? And I just said, I said, not enough. And he sent me a, a series of notes and uh, for me to think about, cause I have to write an hour every day. But was, what was interesting right. was he asked that question. And one of the things that he put as to bullet points that he took away from my writing was you and your mental health, anger, depression, loneliness, and confusion. And that's I what he wants you to write about that he from comfortable oh. about writing about that stuff. And, and so I was sitting there going, yeah, I talked about trials and tribulations, challenges and things, but I, I never really talked about mental health. I never really talked about depression. I never talked about loneliness or confusion. And then when I thought about it and I looked at what he wrote, I go, wow, uh, there actually is a whole lot more there than, than I, <laughs> than I knew this four hours. And mm -hmm. that's where he was, that's where he was asking about me meditating. Like, do you take time for yourself to put it all together and to step away from it all? Because what you got, what you got going on and what you've had going on, it's a lot, brother, and you got to take care of it. And I was like, "Yeah, I never really thought about it." And so when you were telling all this story, I'm sitting here thinking about this this email that he sent me that he specifically said, "If you're comfortable talking about these things, and and tying that to meditation." So, um, mm. let's let's talk about um, let's talk about your passion. What your passion is helping men. One of your passions is about helping men. Yeah. Um, emotionally right get emotionally regulate which is yeah. which is big and how you do that mm. um and go from there yeah i um well I, mean, I enjoy helping all people but uh i i i really enjoy helping men because i feel like i've i've yeah, you know, I just understand man stuff because I've been a man. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. and, and you can hear from my stories that like, you know, I needed to build to where I am today. I wasn't like, yeah. I didn't have parents that were like hippies or med like. There, I've never. I don't think I heard the word meditation, mm -hmm. uh, or in, in in the way we traditionally think of meditation now. Until fuck, I don't even know until maybe two thousand five. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and uh, I um. I want I, I I enjoy helping men uh, because it's great working with them. Like you know, when when the you know when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Is uh, and 
Uh, so when, the, when a man's ready to really like, okay. Like, and when they're frustrated with how the, you know, like the stuff that I kind of talked about earlier in my life, like, you know, the life stops making sense or, or they're abusing some sort of substance or sex or they're in a bad relationship or have a series of bad relationships that it just keep falling into. And, um, and, and they get into a place where, you know, they're just like, what the fuck, you know, yeah. um, what, am, well, what else can I do? And, right. or what's going to help me. And, and it's nice that these practices are a little bit, easier for men to look towards. I mean, cause a lot of men, you know, they, they think that this is these, these soft skills make them weak, you mm -hmm. know, uh, which, which is just something that, that needs to be overcome. But you know, those aren't necessarily that I want to help all men. Uh, but if you if they're still kind of moving through that story that, you know, meditating and, and getting to know your body and being, you know, creating emotional literacy and understanding yourself emotionally is weak, then, you know, they're just not ready yet. Uh, but the men that are around them that are doing this, uh, or they can just listen to a podcast and kind of, you know, and it's quietly in the closet, you know, and like wanting to be, you know, a, a person that's free of this, this, this very stifling and destructive and hurtful, you know, masculine paradigm that's been around for fucking thousands of years, it seems like. Um, they, I, I, when I, when I I, I start working with men just by helping them to breathe to start mm -hmm. to just to get in touch with themselves, you know, and cause it's tough. Like, you know, men, uh, you know, it depends on a man. Like every man is a little bit different if they're really open or they're really devastated, they're, they're more kind of willing to kind of step in and learn, um, uh, and just do the work. Uh, and w what John and I are experiencing, uh, from the podcast and all the research that we do, you know, to prepare for a show with the authors or, or whatever discussion we're having is there's a, there's a giant, giant, giant lack of emotional literacy and uh, emotional intelligence and emotional regulation uh, in men. Uh, mm -hmm. And a lot of that comes from the fact that we're not supposed to talk about our feelings. You know, mm -hmm. if, if we have a feeling and we don't know what that feeling is, or that feeling is like, you know, uh, uh, one something of like in the kindness realm. No, we got to go, you know, go kick our dog or beat somebody up, you know, just to kind of get away from that and re remind ourselves of, of the man that we are. I'm tougher, I'm tougher yeah, than this. I'm tougher than this. Exactly. I don't need this. And it's like, you know, like boys don't cry. It's like, I'm sure you've heard that before, yeah. right? I don't know if you've ever been told that Joshua, but it's like, it's, it's, it's sad that, that, you know, even today, you know, I was just talking, I had lunch with a friend today and, 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 she dropped her kids off at school and she was talking about how men are still saying that to their, to their boys, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that's just so, is so destructive uh, because we have, you know, we have a, 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 everybody, every human being, regardless of, of however people identify um, has a, a whole vast array of emotions and once we get to know ourselves in, in, in that emotional way or what our emotions are and understand what those feelings are that are associated with those emotions and, you know, what they, what the habits mean, what we might have when we feel that emotion, um, then we can start making different changes and we can start making different changes in our life because at our core, every human being, we're emotional beings. Um, yep. and, uh, so if we understand ourselves emotionally, it's like, what else is next? It's like, we can go, we can do almost anything. You know, yeah. um, in a lot of ways, 
Uh, but we have to get to this deeper understanding. And the only way to get there is to do the work and, you know, uh, in, in some sort of meditation format. Like for me, my first mindfulness experience was, was, was journaling. And, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, meditation might seem intimidating for any listener out there, a man out there, but just to start to journal your thoughts and your feelings and, and to kind of like make connections between them and, and to, to kind of keep digging down deeper into like who, we, who you really are, not like the persona that you put on it, you know, in your relationships and at work and in the community, it's like who you are. Yeah. Um, then you can start again, making changes and, 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 and. And, and getting stronger in 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 who you really are um i don't know if i'm answering your question here but like but no you, was, you are and it's yeah. it's it's spot on and and um you know again i my um my relation to it is uh that that you know boys don't cry men don't cry what have you my, my they never said that to me Mm. um but my the my father who's my my stepfather who's been my he's he's my dad um, mm -hmm. and he's been, he's been with me since, or I've been with him since I was about eight years old. Um, Vietnam helicopter pilot for the 101st, you know, <sighs> you know, tough, a tough yeah, right. guy's guy. Yeah. So if he didn't, if he didn't have a flannel shirt on, he didn't have a shirt on cause that's what he had to wear. And he looked, looked like a lumberjack, uh, you know, could pick up anything, could fix anything. If it couldn't be fixed with, you know, yeah. electrical tape and, and super glue, then it couldn't be fixed. that and, shit, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, but you know, you know, it's it's funny that we're doing this today. And I mean, we planned it a week out, and and obviously, I can't plan. My father's seventy, uh, I think he's seventy seven now, mm. um, and he's he's at the end with with dementia. He's he's oh, I'm very sorry, man. I'm very sorry. Um, where the only answer he has for me is yes, and um, I never saw emotion from from him. And I I mean, I watched his father die. I watched his father. I watched his I watched his dad die in a hospital. I was the only person with him. And I went out and I was, I was emotional and sad and he gave him a hug and told him how sorry I was. And he never broke, he never broke yeah. his face and never, never broke down, never did anything. It was just, yeah. was, was very stoic. Um, and I went and visited him today and he was in bed and uh, I kept trying to talk to him and he couldn't answer me. And I saw him, you know, tear up and I was like, I can't believe that this is, this is me seeing, you know, emotion in my father and his, you know, towards the, towards the, you know, his life is over as far as his right, life, right. as far as he doesn't know me, he doesn't know himself, he doesn't know anything. But That's seeing so that emotion now is is one of those things that you just go, why didn't I see that 20 years ago or 30 years ago or 40 years ago? I, yeah. I probably would have looked at things a little bit differently. I might not have been as hard. I might not have had Mark point out all these things that I had, right? you know, the, the challenges with, right? Because, but I didn't have a guide. And there right. was there was nobody doing meditation and mindfulness thirty years ago. And and if you told, you know, if you told the generation before ours, right, hey, why don't you take ten minutes and and meditate and and think, or why don't you why don't you journal, right? Yeah, <laughs> why don't, right. Why don't you go ahead and journal? And they'd be like, what what do, what do you think I am? You think I'm Cindy Brady and the Brady Bunch? I'm not yeah, journaling. Yeah, yeah. It goes right to the women, right? What, right what, to the one of the, yeah. what was yeah. one of the Brady girls? They had the little journal with the lock on, and one of the kids, one of the yeah. episodes, kids saw it. Like that's when you think of journaling, right? For, right. So, so, and I just started journaling. I think I sent you a Be Awesome journal, if I remember correctly. I don't oh, know yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's I'm I'm send you another, that one. Send yeah. you another one. I would um, love that. Thank you. <laughs> but I, but I, I bought those. 
um, with the idea that I wanted to start journaling myself and writing things down. And I've got one and a half books done. They're mine. After I die, someone can read them. But I've just been jotting down, you know, things that pop up in my head, which are Great. random and random and raw. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I figure I gotta put I gotta put it out there and I gotta read it and go, is this real? Is this yeah. Is this what is this what I have? Is this the bucket that right. I that I'm holding? You know, and what do I do with it? Um, yeah, yeah. Just leave it alone. Sometimes, like you know, with with the, the journaling that I, the way I learned to journal originally, you know, through Julia is just like I mean, she wouldn't even let me go back. You know, during this course I took, I wasn't able to go back and read it until like the eighth week. She's like, just yeah. fucking put it out there and let it alone. Let alone, don't judge yourself, don't qualify it, don't, you know, uh, you know, try to edit it in any way. Just let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. What was it like um, when you went back to it? I, it was, uh, I mean, I still, I mean, I started journaling in 2001 and mm -hmm. I, I still have all the notebooks. I mean, I have like, fuck, it's, I can't see the yeah. camera, stacks of notebooks, you know, I don't know how many more, I don't know how many I have. Yeah. You know, there's been times like over this, it's literally, just, I can't believe it's 21 years I've been, I've been journaling. Um, you know, so there's been times where I wouldn't journal for like, six months or something like that but i always find my way back uh, i just mm -hmm. it's my one first thing i do in the morning journal coffee coffee journal uh a little bit of movement uh and then i sit and i meditate for 30 minutes or more you know and it's like that morning routine is so key but one thing i like to say about you know i'm very sorry about your dad um and my dad um, thankfully is still with me um and still he his i saw his his mother die when i, I was 26 i think when my grandmother died his mother and never broke. Isn't that interesting the way you speak of it too? Never broke. Mm -hmm. Like what what are they what are they breaking? Right? You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like I understand what you're yeah, I understand what you're saying. He's, break, he's like, breaking his daily right. what he was, you know. Yeah. And I was and I think, and, and I happened to have been twenty six when my my grandfather passed away. Oh. As a as as an odd as an odd yeah. similarity. <laughs> right. And, and and also, you know, and and would your and, and you know and I'm would your dad be of better health right now if he gave himself that opportunity to express himself emotionally? You know, I, mean, I, I don't know, but yeah. I, I think there's a lot of help. There's a lot of, think there's, there's a lot of destruction. You know, I've seen it when boys don't cry. I've, you know, this is one of my, uh, one of my cousins who my generation says to his boy, who's now 25, maybe 26. I saw him when he was 10. He was crying yeah. at a reunion that I talked about and in front of everybody. He's like, boys don't cry. Literally berates him in front of everybody. And and, and, yeah. and three years later, he's like, he's uh he's he's becoming a really good baseball pitcher and stuff like that. And and we're 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 pitching wiffle ball at the reunion this particular year, and and he's not doing so well, right? And you and he was like maybe 15 at this time, 16 or something like that. And he's in front of the entire family and, and he's really struggling up there because here's this great pitcher and he's not doing well in front of the family and you know, not like he needs to perform, but like that's, you know, how he's been kind of raised in some ways. And he had tears in his eyes, but would not let one fucking tear drop. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and here he is 10 years later. He's great. He's a good cousin of mine. He's a great kid. But it's like, you know, what, holding that in, what mm -hmm. is that? How, it's like it could turn into a cancer. It can turn into, you know, it's, it's got to go somewhere. Well, right let's, energy let's, yeah yeah, yeah please, well i mean yeah. one, one in one in 200 or one in 250 people that wake up every morning contemplate commit, committing suicide fuck man that's, that's 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 the statistic i think it's one in 200 or one in 250 consider Jesus themselves Christ. not wanting to live their life um every day in the united states and i think you told me the number it's a four time more likely that it's a male and i yeah. and i think that that statistic mm -hmm. um 
And I think then when he talked about cardiac arrest, this, the likelihood of cardiac arrest of a male is, is X amount times greater being male. It has to come it. It, that has to come from somewhere. Yeah. And we when we look at when we look at it, in, in my case, my better half, she's sensitive, she's emotional, yeah. she cries. Like yeah. we took we 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 brought our four year old to his first day of pre K uh two days ago. Oh, and and she was she was a mess. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, she's like, I can't believe I did this. And I'm like, and 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 this is what I did that was and now listening through all this and going, this was a mistake. But I said, you know, our, our kids, it's okay. Cause she felt bad. She felt bad that our kids see her get got emotional like that because ah. but yeah. chance chance yeah. would have got chance chance is sensitive. Chance I'm very we're very lucky that we've got sensitive kids. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want him to be upset when he went to school and stay in school thinking that she was upset. You know, but I even so I and I and I did a dad moment. I did a I did a, a, a didn't break the mold, carry the generational man torch. And I said, mm. I said, well, it's good for our kids to have at least one parent that's sensitive that will that will get emotional and cry. And, it, <laughs> and, 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 and now I'm listening to you through this whole thing. I'm thinking about the last couple of days with me and I'm going, well, maybe I should maybe I should have gotten because I was sad. I mean, this is yeah. this is a reality. We got yeah. it's, it's, it's our last. This is our last. Uh, child that's going to go to pre-K in so, kindergarten and all of those stuff. We're never, we're never going to get this again. Right. Yeah. And I'm sitting here just like, yeah, water off a duck's ass. And mm, yeah. in reality inside of me, I'm yeah. going, I can't believe this. I got two amazing kids. I wish I had, you know, three or four or five, or I wish time would just slow down or just get yeah. sad, just watching it, realizing the time is going by and, and it's tough. Yeah. And I think that's the, the majority of men uh, go through that. And I would say I would I'm not a doctor. I'm, I've done no research on this, but I would say that the reason why the likelihood that is four times greater that men commit suicide than women is, is because they don't know what to do with their emotions. And it gets to yeah. the point where it, it, it makes them feel like there's nothing they can control anymore or whatever. And right. they make right. a permanent decision on a temporary problem. Yeah. And, um, and it's because they don't have an outlet. Like right. before you, before you, I didn't know, <clears throat> I didn't know someone like you existed, right? <laughs> and, and now, <clears throat> now I listen to your podcast. I follow along. I listen to you and John you. do breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm I'm late to the game because <clears throat> I should be doing more of it. I should be practicing more. It was kind of like Mark asking me today. He's like, "Well, why don't you, why don't you meditate more? Why don't you, why don't you practice yeah. mindfulness more? You know about it. <clears throat> You've got these people that." embrace be awesome and love what you're doing that are practitioners and professionals why don't you do more of them like i could give you every excuse but i can't give you a reason yeah and and that's that's what we do right we just come up with these excuses of well, i'll get yeah. to it tomorrow or 15 minutes is a it's lot of time it, it, can, it can be it can be i'll just say, t- t- say a couple things just for you personally joshua it's like you know it's uh you, I don't know. You, I don't think you should beat yourself up. Would have, should have, could have is the three brothers that never made it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and it sounds like you're right on time with starting to, uh, you know, take on the, one of these contemplative practices, whether it's meditation or whether it's just breathing, whether it's journaling, um, you know, and, 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 and I just like, yeah, I, I, I feel, and I feel like a lot of men, you know, they kind of, you know, I know what it's like to be like, oh, I should have been doing this or, or why I haven't done that or, or, you know, what I've been missing out on because I haven't done those things. And it's like and that's just that's just your mind, you know, beating mm-hmm. yourself up and, and then you get more emotional and you beat yourself up even more. Um, 
And it's just like, it's nice to have another man like yourself, you know, like stepping into the arena of, of mindfulness and meditation. It's like, cause you, you have an, you already have a, and an, having an impact in the world and you know how, what a greater impact you're going to have by going within and, and getting, cause when we go inside, what I've learned and I've, I mean, it's through all the meditation, especially these meditation retreats, like there's, there's this place on the inside, Joshua, that, that is this is the source of stillness is sort of everything kind of comes from everything comes from you know because mm-hmm. we're not we're not our body you know like you know we're, we, when you think about the way that we um talk about ourselves like my mind my hand my eyes right who's this my who, who the mm-hmm. fuck is this my right and this is that awareness that we are and um i remember that i read this book about it was a lucid dreaming book or something and and they said that and they had described it in this way i'm like wow like it just flipped the script it's like you know, who is the person watching the people? I remember what, I was reading this in the subway and I was like, who is the person that's looking at the subway? And then it's like, it's a subway looking. I forget the exercise that he did, but I was, whoa, I understood that I was consciousness. I was just pure mm-hmm. awareness, you know, living inside of this body, you know, um, you know, being in this world, um, you know, with all these attributes um, and other people around. But mm-hmm. there's this, there's this, w- what, what I love about mindfulness, it, it, it begins to, we begin to wake up to our awareness. Uh, and I like that Jeep, Deepak Chopra talks about it as our uh, pure potentiality, because that's all we are. We're pure potential, right, in mm-hmm. a body. And we're, we're so gifted with this body because it could do so much, right? So, so much. And the, mm-hmm. this amazing brain that we have. Um, and if you start to use that brain, and, um, but also like this, this source, it, it, it comes through the heart. And, and, and I think that's a big, piece of 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 what's lacking in men is living from the heart like actually on our guest tomorrow with james dowdy james dowdy uh and into the magic shop his his teacher in the book is he he became a neurosurgeon but he got there through meditation and manifestation uh and lived successfully very successfully on the outside for a very long time but everything came down to crumble everything crumbled um uh at one point in his life and this happens to a lot of people and then he then he went back and reflected looked at his notes and went back to his this early education that we got about manifesting a meditation when he was like 12 and he missed one piece which is let your heart be your compass and mm-hmm. when you work from that heart space uh that's when you begin to just see the world just starts to fall into place for you and things that like those those strange forces begin to help you and assist you on your path and mm-hmm. uh but the only way you really get to know, unless you've had some really good parents, unless you've you know done some work at a very young age and, and been rewarded for doing this work, um, that that place of stillness that brings you into your heart space, that's that's where you really begin to to. I'm not saying life is isn't you know it's less difficult, it's less mm-hmm. challenging um, because you know there's there's something there's a deeper connection than than just stuff you know yeah. stuff people you know people are great but like you know just other people trying to get more stuff you know from you or something mm-hmm. um and this this is what this these practices help me to realize and uh and every you know every book that you've probably read on this topic and every book that i read they keep coming back to the same principles know thyself <clears throat> you know and and we are we're, we're this heart like we're this heart energy that yep. um that needs to be expressed and it's not expressed that's when we get 
that's when we wrestle with our dragons and if you wrestle with your dragons enough you're going to become the dragon yeah you got to get them out for sure yeah no i i i'm um <clears throat> i'm just sitting here listening and i'm just like yeah I, you, you're spot on i think the biggest you know, I think the biggest challenge, biggest hurdle that I think people probably come up with on this, well, a couple of things. First of all, um, you know, I think a lot of people think it's hippy trippy stuff, um, you know, yeah. and, but, but yeah. I sit here and I go, I don't know too many hippy trippy people that aren't living a happy life. There so you go. if you, right. if you could be, if, 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 if you, if you got to be hippy trippy to be happy, then I'll be a hippy trippy to be happy. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, the other piece to this that I think that, that that's challenging, and I, I would say it's challenging for me, uh, especially to, that I could I could relate to it is this isn't a f quick fix. This is an no. ongoing like when you talked about your morning routine mm. um, Every and day. I often talk about I often talk about my, my my your morning three steps are the most important, which are not the first three steps that you take physically, but the first three steps you take mentally, because. Uh, you know, again, you pull people and you go, Hey, how many people watch the news first thing when you wake up? Oh my I mean, God. most people, when they wake up, the first thing they do is they turn the news on. Well, you're, you're immediately put triggering your brain to negative, uh, stress, negative stress, things, stress, stress yeah. and emotionally, you're right? At, yeah. You're looking right. at, you're looking at, Oh crap, look at the traffic that I might sit in because I work from home. So I'm not going to go anywhere. Right. Look at right. who got shot or stabbed or what happened. No shit. What car accidents happened. What went natural on. disasters. It, yeah. It, it's an automatic trigger to a bad day. So the first thing you need to do is not turn the news on. The next thing you need to do is find something that makes you happy. And yeah. that's, you know, one of the things that I, have a good fortune for when I'm home is our four-year-old is happy every day wakes up. Like he literally awesome. wakes up with a smile on his face. So it's hard for you not to have a smile somehow on, on your yeah. face or, yeah. or at least be relieved of some sort, even when you're feeling, you know, immense stress. But you know, when you went through your daily routine, you do that every day. Yeah. Right. You get up, Absolutely. You, do, you journal, you drink your coffee yeah. and you meditate. No how, long do you med how long do you meditate for by the way in the morning? 30 minutes typically. Like, uh, um, you don't have a time that doesn't, that's not on a timer. That's oh, it's definitely a, a timer. This, no, this, this, oh, it is. Okay. I, I, thought, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, I like thought that was, <laughs> thought that was a stupid question. I was no, like, no, you like put it on I, a timer, would you? <laughs> I, well, I mean, one, I also don't, um, I've been a little, I haven't been as great recently, but, uh, it, it's just like, I don't even check my phone. Like, I don't want to look at my Instagram. I don't want to look at my email. You know, I just, I really try to carve out like this hour, hour and a half in the morning, depending on what time I need to be out the door. Um, you know, to, to give myself this time to kind of upload into my day, like what kind of day do I want? You know? Yeah. And, and with meditation, I, you know, so I kind of, you know, um, I like to kind of boom, like kind of dump, dump all my stuff. Like the morning pages are kind of brain dump. Uh, and then, I just I sit and I meditate in a very easy technique called Anapanasati, which is just I'll start by just following the breath of my nose. That's it. And 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 what that does, it helps me to gain mental mastery. So I'm not a slave to my mind. Um, you know, because we've had you, you, I don't know if you, you know Dr. Seth Hickerson, my steady mind. I think you have to. Yeah, He's in our circle. Yeah. He's in our yeah. circle. Yeah. So my steady mind is a is a cognitive fitness organization out there that's, you know, bringing these practices to, to, you know, they're working at NASA and, you know, I'm, I, I'm part of their teaching core. And, uh, um, Oh shit. I forgot I was going with this. Uh, uh, but it's, it's, yeah. So, uh, so the breathing practices just help us to gain mental mastery. And if we gain mental mastery, um, then we can, 
um, start to emotionally regulate. Because if I can, if I can gain mental, also oh, the process I was going to talk about. So this is, you know, this is how we designed as human beings, like neurologically, how we work. And I think it's, and what I love about teaching this stuff, and what we lean heavy on in the show, uh, and we have, you know, doc, like people like Dr. Seth Hickerson to come and help us to enhance and and have more of a scientific conversation about how mindfulness works and in and how we actually function as human beings and how mindfulness helps to um, change uh, the process and facilitate a process called neuroplasticity when it can literally change our brain with these practices um, mm -hmm. is STEA, S-T-E-A, right? So first is, is a, a, a stimulus. So something, whether it's a sound, whether it's a, you know, a negative message that you receive, whether it's like a phone call or, or you know, a fight with your spouse or something like that. You know, something has triggered something emotional, right? And then we have this boom, we get like, whether we're pissed off or angry or violent or something like that, or want to get violent. There's, there's this, but there's this moment between, you know, the stimulus and, and the next thing that happens in this process. And this is the way we, this is the way we're designed as human beings is, is we, we go to our mind next to think like, okay, so we begin to process this emotion, you know, we begin to process, okay, what does this mean? Is this a threat? Whatever the situation is, it's like whatever it brings mm -hmm. up into the mind, um, and it, and uh, and then the thought goes to an emotion, right? The emotion then drives the A, which is the action. And uh, what these practices and what meditation helps us do is we have that stimulus, right? And then mm -hmm. um, and as we continue to practice and we develop this mental mastery and we begin to know ourselves, you know, on a on a deeper mental, physical, and emotional level, then we can actually put a ga a gap between the stimulus and the thought, and. Uh, we can control our thoughts. So therefore we have a great opportunity to emotion regulate, right. And not, you know, fall into, you know, that anger or whatever it is, uh, and then take actions based on those emotions. And this, this is how this stuff works. And the only way it works. And, and you said it earlier is by practicing. It's not like you just take a magic pill. It's like, this is, this is, you know, all the people that are listening out there that you know, all the men out there that are listening that love to go work out and do this and, you know, and improve their body. Like this is cognitive fitness. This is, this is reps for your brain and, mm -hmm. um, and for your mind. And if you don't put in the reps, then nothing is going to change or things might change when you have your heart attack, you know, people mm -hmm. are like, Oh my God, like I need to get healthier. That fucking scared the shit out of me. It's like, I got to yeah. stop doing these things in my life. You can wait until that moment and hopefully you survive the heart attack and you're in good or a stroke and you're in good enough condition to, to take the next step to begin to uh, on, on the mindfulness path uh, or, you know, you don't. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it, and it's it, these practices are easy. Uh, you know, I mean, they're, the, the techniques are easy. What's hard is being consistent and continually showing up. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, um trying especially it was interesting when you spoke earlier about your yoga uh experience joshua and you becoming a yoga student it's like you're talking oh i sucked at it this and that blah blah so you start judging yourself in a lot of ways and it's like that judgment is going to be there you know because the way we're kind of you know the way i was brought up in school and i and we're still kind of on the same old stale um you know way of educating our our public is just like through memorization and this and that and getting an a and being the best student oh and you're so smart and she's a genius and he's a genius too and you know no one's rewarded for for being kind for being uh genuine for being generous for for being you know compassionate with other students we don't we don't we don't um reward uh people for for being good people we reward people mm -hmm. for being good uh you know eventual 
uh, you know, gears in, in, the, in the machine, you know, mm -hmm. that, that just keeps moving us through, you know, um, and build the world that we have today. And I think, you know, that stuff is necessary um, in a lot of ways, but like the, the sacrifice that takes place uh, from this emotional place and understanding ourselves on an emotional level, it's detrimental. You know, yeah. we, we, and it's like it's it's interesting to see how the world right now, uh, especially because of the pandemic, because of uh, social media, we're losing the ability to communicate effectively with one another. Yeah. And, and, and in many and in many cases, we lost it. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, right. It, right. I still we, have we're hope. trying to we got to try to right. figure we got to try to right. figure to get it back with. Yeah. With, you know, this is, you know, I just see, um, you know, I, I just see the things that that go on. I've I have drawn back my social media. I don't go on my personal page um yeah. at all on Facebook ever. Yeah. Um and and I post um I typically am just posting stuff other than my podcast randomly and rarely based on when people are like, hey man, you do realize that you have, you know, you, you're a public speaker, you're a keynote speaker, you're you're motivational, you're all these things. And social media is where people are putting it. And I mean, there's a lot of fake imposters out there that are all, all they do is social media. And right. then there's then there's guys like you and me that are actually doing the work that we still have to put the stuff on social media. But I hate social media because every time I go on it, um, you know, I see something. I was just literally going on. I was going on to check the feed on my phone. And our and as as the world listens, John McCaskill's face is sitting there with a post, and there's a bunch of comments. And there's some negative stuff on there. And I'm going, what, you know, what, why would you do, why would somebody put a negative post, the negative comment on, on anybody's stuff? But I mean, this one's, right. this one's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I understand a challenge just, sometimes. Just, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, God, sorry. I yeah. can't get, I can't get away from it. Like I can't, I sit there right. I, I, before, um, you know, up until a couple of years ago, I mean, I've been removed from every single one of my local, you know, pages like our local town pages because of the gossip that went on and they would gossip about oh, yeah. people that were members and I'd call people out on it. Yeah. And then right, the admins yeah. would say, the admins would either kick me off or they'd say, you know, you need to get off. And so I just say, I, I don't have the patience for it. I don't have, you know, I try to teach yeah. common sense of, of speaking and just say, you know, you really shouldn't say that. If you're going to say publicly what a jerk that person is, I'm going to say publicly how you right. shouldn't say that in a nice way, but right. people don't yeah. like that, you know? No, but, I, I mean, would you say these, you know, it's like we hide behind the veneer of, of, uh, you know, of communication in, in a digital format yeah. and say, so you would never say this shit to somebody's face. No, no. Like nine times out of 10, unless you, you work or were brought to a breaking point that you would never well, you see the people cowardly. You yeah. You see these people at the grocery store at church and all these other places. And, and these, and you, people just have lost the reality that what you put online, even though you just might be putting your highlight reel or whatever, the world is seeing that it's like, I had, you know, right. I've got, friends on social media on my personal pages early on that were, were people that I didn't think liked me or maybe I didn't like them. And I'd be yeah. driving. I'd be like, oh, they're so-and-so. I thought they were on vacation and they're driving down the road. What happened? I'm going, I shouldn't know that about these people. Like, I, shouldn't, yeah. I, don't want, I shouldn't know all this stuff. Yeah. You know, I want, you should, we should know it through relationship discussion like I had with you in the early part of this. Hey, tell yeah. me about your early part of your life, right? Let's not go hunt it. Look for it on a Facebook or an Instagram right. feed, you know. Connect, it's kind of communicate. Kind of crazy. Well, there's so, there's an identity crisis. Let me there's there's, there's a massive yeah. what I think what's also we're seeing a lot of is there's like identity crisis in this in the, mm -hmm. in this world in this country for sure. It's like mm -hmm. you know if you're not living purposefully, right and passionately, like you, oh God, like you you can go into some pretty dark places. 
Yeah. You know, and 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 these practices are going to help you to and what maybe the why these practices can be scary for people because they start doing them it's like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to look at myself. I don't want to undertake an inventory of my life and realize mm-hmm. like, fuck, I really sacrificed the last 40 or 50 years for what? Right. For what end? And then, you know, then maybe that self-judgment kicks in again. You're like, oh fuck, like now how do I get out of this hole and do this, do that, do this? And and that's why it's great to have a coach. That's why, you know, it's great to read. And that's why I think it's under it's it's helpful to understand one step at a time, baby steps, baby steps, little steps, you know, one minute meditations, five minute meditation, 10 minute minute. And that's just meditation. But like, you know, taking a little risk and a bigger risk and a bigger risk of like begin beginning to start or initiate the process of being the person you want to be. It's not like mm-hmm. it just doesn't it takes a lot of hard work. I mean, a lot well, of hard work. So well, a lot of the stuff gotta, that's a challenge in our life comes from existing patterns. Right. Oh, completely. And so so. You know, when you talk about the fear of taking inventory, and I have that fear, I've had that fear, I've, and I've shared that I've, you know, I've, I've had a therapist off and on for 15 years. And that's one of the things is, is that, you know, you do need to take at some point, people, some people don't in their life, but some point, the people that are going to make a difference in their life and live the best of their life and the rest of their life are the people that say, all right, I'm willing to take an inventory of where I've been, what I've done, how I've done it. And then that gives me the baseline. And that gives me where, you know, now what do I do to, to change it? What do I do to shift? Right. What do I do? You know, hey, mm-hmm. let me let me think about instead of getting up and turning the news on, let me get up and go sit for five minutes and catch my breath. Let yeah. me sit for, you know, let me do this. And it's kind of a kind of a baby steps thing, which is what I want to do um, is to I want to cover two more things. The, yeah. the, the first thing I want to cover is um, for the closet talk, I'm going to call it, which are the, are the men out there that would only that would only practice this in a closet. They're not going to come to a public setting. They're not going to come. They're not going to go to a park and sit with you for people to drive by and see. I want, I want to, I want to talk about there's a, and, and, and I want to, I want to preface this. There's a ton of free content out there. There's a ton of, there's a, there, there is an overwhelming amount of free. And, and I think that there's something to be said. And I think that there's a starting point for everything. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I found the difference in, and this isn't a, a this is not a, anything other than my self-experience is that the, the point in which you'll get to um, um, consistent and constant, consistently and constantly showing up, as you say, is that having some level of accountability, which at some points is investing money um, and mm-hmm. putting your name someplace where there's other names. And so, yes. you it's know, great. that's, yes. that's, that's like you, Teresa and John's mindfulness experience that the tribe, if you will, mm-hmm. the people there, there's some people, um, Sarah Marie, I just met last week uh, uh, virtually. Mm-hmm. She's been a part of it since the beginning and she's, she's always there. Right. And, yeah. and she's she constantly improving and doing things, mm-hmm. but let, let's, let's talk a little crawl, walk, run. Let's talk about. I'm I'm a man sitting here. I've listened through an hour and six minutes of this, and I'm going, you know what? Things are kind of screwy. I had a dad like Josh. My dad, by the way, my dad's awesome. My dad is my hero, and mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't want to take anything away from when I talk yeah. about his lack of sensitivity that I that I have a struggle with. I, I, you know, I get to tell him I love him every day now, which is something that I want to get a practice of, and I tell my kids that every day because yeah, I know what, what's practice. missed. But you know, so. Uh, there's 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 a man listening to this episode and they're going hey i don't have sensitivity i don't have emotion i'm cold <clears throat> i'm tough to the touch um mm. i want to see what this is all about i want to dip i want to dip my pinky toe in 
and and see what this is all about is there something that a resource that they can do a book that they can read a video that they can download are there a couple of resources that cost nothing that are no risk that they can be in the closet to learn a little bit to see if this is for them what what would you recommend that there, there's a few things um uh one of the first things out well there's like you said there's no shortage of free content out there and i think it's it behooves everybody, anybody, especially men, but anybody, to just to to just start to get to know your breath, and in the process of getting to know your breath and, and know how big you can make it, how deep you can make it, how you can manipulate your breath over time, um, and it really becomes an asset and an ally for you. Um, and in the process of regulating your breath, slowing your breath down understanding how to take bigger breaths and then, you know, manipulate, you know, like, you know, crawl, crawl, walk, run, even with the breathing and there's like steps, but just to get to know your breath will immediately, will over time, even in one sitting, will start to lift you above the cloud of stress and anxiety and all this, and all this like rigidness that men have, um, you know, cause we, you know, they, cause they, they don't want to break, right. They don't want to break. Mm -hmm. They got to hold things so fucking tight and it's so stressful to do that. Creates so much anxiety, uh, to live that way that just maybe your first week or so or two weeks or month, whatever, just finding that breath and calming yourself down, calming yourself down, creating more clarity, right. And that clarity is going to, you know, and when you lift above the clouds, you're going to be like, Oh wait, where's there other places that I can be more calm and more clear or what are other things that I can do in order to do that? That is like not in a competitive way, not in like a typical, like hyper masculine way, you know? Um, and so that could be something I would say definitely your breathing is a great, great, great place to start. Um, one thing that, uh, and I had a fortune to work with him in, in 2017 uh, in Spain was Wim Hof. Yep. Uh, you know, yes. So he's, he's, and he's the so, ice man, the ice man. He's so fantastic because mm -hmm. he is like a dude's dude's a man's man. Like, and he is the real deal. Like I've, I've fucking had many beers with him in, in Spain. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, he is a great, great, great guy. He has an incredible breathing technique out there called the Wim Hof method, which, yep. um, you know, is, is taken from a, um, you know, a thousand year old, um, breathing technique called the inner fire breath. And just like, just within my, when I first started doing the fire breath, inner fire breath, before I went on this retreat in 2017, within five days of doing this technique, I could not believe how much clarity and confidence and i'm pretty clear and fucking confident guy most of the time even more i was like what is going on just by doing yeah. this breathing and it's like nine minutes you know to do this with breath holds and stuff and then the ice plunging and you know and taking cold showers and stuff like that like that'll show you how you are emotionally you want to be tough you think you're a really tough guy <clears throat> go stand in a fucking shower for one minute with ice cold water <laughs> yeah tell me how you feel right yeah. you want to be tough Go to go to the cold. Go to the cold. Yeah. And the cold, if you sit long enough, if you you begin to see like you just in the beginning. I hate I take cold shower every day. In the beginning, you're like, oh, I'm gonna do this again. Like every day it's been happening for years. I yeah. gotta, do I got Megan do this again. And I jump in that first initial shock. It's like, ah, oh, you know, and you can just feel all this emotion start to come up. And what if you just stay? What if you just tell yourself it's okay? What if you put yeah. instead of like dealing with the cold, put your hand on the warm wall and realize, oh, it's okay. I can shift my focus. I can shift my attention yeah. to that warm hand. Um, 
So that could be a great way just well, to you kind start, of yeah. you start with a you can start with a warm shower and do like the last 30 you seconds. Can. Last yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Cold, just gradually. That, that, yeah. That's what a lot of people say. Oh, I tried it. Um, because I've done the that's Wim Hof breathing method with the with the build your life resume. They actually do it, I think, pretty close to monthly. They'll have someone that comes and does a, a session great. with it. And they're big into cold plunging. And I actually yeah, um, I hate cold. I'm I'm just hate it all together and uh i yeah, started with tough with taking the tail end of the shower taking cold and some of them say take hot and then cold like bounce back and forth yeah, but yeah uh, yeah, yeah you're you're <laughs> i just wanted to tell people you don't don't get off this oh, podcast go just right go straight cold. to cold like, yeah, yeah don't go right yeah. to the cold that's true that's true, that's true. we're, yeah, we're yeah. dipping pinky toes in here we're getting no, started right, somewhere right. Fresh. Exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i forget i've gone off the deep end in a lot of ways yeah. right right just yeah. go right yeah. to the cold um uh, and I think, and then I, I think, you know, I mean, and to, you know, to shamelessly plug, you know, the podcast, the men talking mindfulness, it's like, this could be a great way just to kind of immerse yourself. And there's many different mindfulness and, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, podcasts out there or meditation podcasts and just get in the know, mm-hmm. like you can like stay in the closet, you know, and listen to these podcasts. Right. You know what I mean? And just and just begin to feel your pick up. Uh, there, there's there's so many wonderful books out there. You know, if you want to mm-hmm. read about masculinity, you know, reinventing masculinity, which is, um, you know, we had these authors on our show, Ed Fraunheim and Ed Adams, you know, st- you know, and understand yourself like uh, on, on how we t- what like the, this like never break kind of man like we talked about earlier is and and what those traits are and how he expressed himself in the world and then and then be and they they break down beautifully in the book like what it means to like liberate what it begins to be liberating masculinity and and what that does for the soul what it does for your relationships what it does for your work and it transforms mm-hmm. everything um yeah. or, or maybe just sit and you know i mean pick up a pen and start to journal and there's no shortage of journaling exercises out there um mm-hmm. And those are some easy ways. Like just, just if you're if you're listening to this and you're even remotely curious, right? Take that next step, mm-hmm. take that little baby step, and 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 that could be again any one of those things that I mentioned. Um, that uh, you know, I don't know if we have time, but I'd love to just do. How about we can do some breathing? You know, a little bit right now, but just to show it's so we all can breathe, right? And even if your breath isn't deep, like that's where you are. That's where you start. And any. Mm-hmm good teacher is going to help you to understand that um you know is going to meet you where you're at and where you're at is exactly where you need to be and this is where you start this is where you begin and you keep stacking those steps one after the other one after the other and then you know in a year or you know six months you know even even a few weeks you might feel starting to start better feel start to feel better and that's what john talks about when you know how he got you know kind of got over survivor's guilt it wasn't medicine that didn't work um, it was, it was mindfulness. It was breathing. It was yeah. meditation. And it's just a short amount of time. People are coming up and I'm talking three months, four months. People are like, you different. Like, what are you doing? And all he's doing is meditating. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just started. He started there. And now like, you know, now he's teaching and we have a thing, a podcast. So yeah. those are some of the, the things that I would recommend. Um, and, and you'll be amazed. Like when you step out into the world after, you know, getting a little bit in the know whether it's actually taking on a practice or just reading some great information or listening to some podcasts you'll start to see uh, um over time you'll you'll be able to evaluate um you know your circumstance and the people around you a little bit differently and one one thing i'll also say is if you have you know if you have shitty people around you right uh you know say you have nine shitty friends right you're going to be the 10th yep surround yourself with great people 
Yeah. Right. And that get, doesn't necessarily mean what's that? <laughs> it's like get rid of all of those bad ones. Yeah. I mean, you, it, you I, end up being one. Yeah. I lost a lot of relationships when I got on this path because, you know, a lot of friendships because these, they, they were, uh, they weren't supporting my needs. They weren't, you know, like I need to, you need to support my needs kind of thing. It's like, they, I just, I was growing out of that mold. Yeah. And, um, you know, I still have people like that in my lives. Like when I, when I go back home with my family and I don't, I'm not judging them. I'm just like, I've chosen a different path. I've chosen to be free. I've chosen to be myself so, you know, and unapologetically. Yeah. Yeah. So, sometimes they don't know that they're like that, but sometimes they are like that. And that's the beauty of my shirts, which subliminally when people look at it and they get it, they're like, Oh, I got to be awesome. You know, that's what he's, that's what he expects me exactly. to be. Right. Um, and then when you yeah. look in the mirror, it reminds you to be awesome. And that's why I tell people for the last four years, I wear the shirt every day, not just because it's my brand, but I wear it every day to let everybody know around me that, you know, I'm telling you to be awesome. If you're not, then you're breaking the rules. And that's, that's, yeah. the key, that's the key, that's a key to it. Right. So, right. And what do you, um, what does it take to be awesome? Right. You know, what, what yeah. am I doing that's getting in the way of me being awesome? Yeah. You know? It's yeah. And, and, and it's, it's not always easy. I mean, I always tell people no. I'm not, I, I'm far from awesome every day as far as a matter of fact, in a lot of days in the last number of months and years, probably I've had more, unawesome days and awesome days but i you know i try my best and you do your best and it's kind of where you're at is where you want where exactly where you need to be yeah um but figuring out how to how to improve just even a little bit every day um yeah. no Let me this just is say one one thing jo or uh, yeah. joshua is uh you know people a lot of i hear a lot of complaints like i don't have any time i got all these responsibilities mm -hmm. all these kids i do all this work it's like how am i going to find that five minutes well mm -hmm. like you know it, nothing changes until something moves and you mm -hmm. need to move something on your calendar, you know, or, mm -hmm. or make that time on your calendar. And, and you can literally start as five, short as five minutes, just five minutes of just, you know, maybe doing the Wim Hof breathing. You know, I know it's like a nine or 10 minute technique or, or, or even or mm -hmm. just st starting with your breath. But if you don't make the time, I promise you the time is not going to show up. This can't just be a random thing. It, like yeah. I said, it takes consistency and practice and you got to keep showing up, show up, show up, show up. Even if you don't want to, that's when you're going to make the biggest difference when you don't want to, but you do anyway. And you're like, fuck, man, I did that. And you just begin to rise in courage and you begin to um, feel more inspired and you're inspiring yourself and and it just, it'll just start to change every aspect of your life. Well, and that's and, and that's kind of that piece is you have to know what time you have, and and you have to you have to measure it out and and over the course of a week, not over the day. It's can't someone say, "I'm going to do this tomorrow when I wake up." You have to realize, and this is something I ask people all the time: is you know how many hours do you have in a week? And yeah. nobody knows nobody knows the answer. It's 168. Yeah. You have 100. If you don't know how many hours you have to work within a week, you don't know how to manage the time that you have. So you yeah. don't know if you have the time or you don't. And then yeah. what you do is you take that in the best routine that you have, which is awesome is, Hey, I wake up, I journal, I drink my coffee. I do right my meditation. Away. There, yeah, there right we go. Away. I get bang. It's out. It's done. And yeah. I get the rest of the day to look forward to. Yeah. So figuring out how to do that. I get to grow um, from that day. And, I, and here's one way to find time immediately is, uh, you know, how much time you're spending on your wasting time in your social media. <laughs> yeah. There's probably at least 30 minutes to an hour a day right there yeah. that if you put that yeah. down, you know, all that negative doom scrolling bullshit, right? That's yep. not, not making you feel great. <laughs> Doom scrolling. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so there, there's time right there. I promise you that that that's waiting to be more productive and more mindful. No, this, this, this has been awesome. Uh, I'm glad I could get you on here. Bob Bogardis, my, the guy that hired me when I was 22 years old, one of the most intense men I've ever had in my life, uh, going a thousand miles an hour. He says, Josh often said to me, breathe. I actually made him 
probably 15 years ago, I made him put a poster that just said breathe over his computer because yeah. he never took a minute to just stop and take a breath. And what's even what's even greater than that was, uh, and I don't have it around me, but I, I mentor a young man um, uh, every Thursday. And um, one of the things, you know, he, he's, uh, he's just a phenomenal, he's a phenomenal human being. I'm just, uh, he mentors me more than I mentor him. Hmm. And one of the things with, with him was as that he tended to get nervous. He's, he's from another country. And, um, and one of the things I said to him is, you know, just take a breath. You know, when you feel like you're getting tense, if you're getting excited, if you feel like you're struggling, just step back, take a breath, tell people you're going to take a breath, just just breathe, because that'll make all the difference in the world. And he gave me a watch this year for Christmas and on the back of it. He had engraved breathe. Um, yeah. So I've been telling I've been telling people breathe for a while. I guess I need to take some of my own advice every once in a while. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, no, this is awesome. Uh, you guys have an, you guys have your retreat coming up in um, Durango next week. Yeah. Um, I still have space is- left. Um, three-day yeah. retreat how do they how do people see more about that uh well everything you the retreat is uh, or our website is mentalkingmindfulness.com the retreat you can find more information mentalkingmindfulness.com slash retreat uh yeah. or it's on you know our instagram so my instagram will not fear is um and we love you yeah we have some space left if if you know if this has inspired you in some ways and you want to you know, take your first little step and and understand and experience. Take your little this, step into a big leap of three days of, in, yeah, of, of okay. uh, yeah. mindfulness, meditation, and 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 stretching, flexible. Uh, yeah, and, and adventure, movement. fun, and community, yeah. and you know, yeah. it's like it's a whole experience that we're going to do, and together is so. Yeah, that's definitely one way to 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 uh, you know to, to take that step. Or hey, if you want to understand how to breathe or meditate or. You know, I can work virtually if you're in New York City, you know, please reach out. Uh, I'd love to help you or kind of one of my, you know, public yoga classes. All my stuff is at willnotfear.com. Uh, okay. You can find where my classes are, willnotfear.com. And I'm also on Instagram at willnotfear. So that's will, W-I-L-L-N-O-T-F-E-A-R. Well, and that's we'll where you put, can find me, man. We'll put that all in the show notes. I appreciate that. Uh, this Thank has you. been great. I've, I've gotten to know you a whole lot better. Thanks, um, I think you've had such a you've had an amazing um, impact on me over the last couple of years. I thank you for and thank you for making the time to come on here. I look forward to the next chapter with you, especially the one in person uh, yeah. over, over a beer, not a coffee. We're going to have a beer. Yeah, we'll have uh, a beer. Coffee, a beer. You're, you're, I'm going to let you journal. I'm going to let your journal have the coffee. I'm going to do the beer with you. So <laughs> Good, um, we'll have a beer together. I love it. <laughs> have, have an awesome retreat next week. And, uh, Thank you. and we'll look forward to having you on again. And I think that this, uh, we've made, made an impact on one person's life for them to just take a minute to breathe tomorrow. Uh, and then the next day and stay consistently constant, then uh, I think we've, we've done something good here. So yeah, um, I, I know I got a couple pages of notes. So great. that's, that's going to do it for this episode. Another awesome one in the books. Thank you all for listening in this afternoon. And um, for those of you that listen to the audio podcast, we're, we're, we're not quite up in the ranks as these guys were, we're, we're, we're pulling, we're pulling up just behind about a half a percent point. Um, and it's because of your listens, downloads, shares, comments and five-star reviews so please uh, provide them and if you do drop josh j-o-s-h at beawesome.com your shirt size and address and we'll drop a free t-shirt in the mail because your time is valuable and we appreciate you taking the time to let the world know uh, that you think the podcast is awesome so we're going to be back up and running again next week appreciate everybody's patience with the hiatus we had to build your life resume we had a little bit of breakdown had a sick dog Uh, we got out of the routine a little bit but appreciate everybody uh, listen in with us and stay in here for the duration. So 
Remember, if you can be anything, be awesome. Have a great day.